Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Nancy Rhines, our guest today, had a horrific accident which caused her to die on the operating table as the doctors were trying to put her back together and save her life. Nancy is going to tell us what happened and what was so unusual about her experience. So welcome to the show. So tell me what happened. Tell me your story. Well, thanks for having me on today. Um, I really appreciate it, Barb. So this is a, it, it's, it happened about eight years ago now that I had this, this big event. Um, and bef- but I want to talk a little bit about just real briefly what was going on before that, because it is, it's actually pretty important. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, be, so before all this happened, um, this all happened in 2014. I was back then I was a scientist and an atheist. So that's really important to keep in, in the back of your mind as you go <laughs> yeah. through here because I didn't believe in any of this. I wouldn't have be I wouldn't be talking to you <laughs> um, <laughs> if I still felt that way. That there's that's just how I was. Mm-hmm. Um, there were weird things going on in my life every every now and again, but I just you know, ignored a lot of that stuff because I was, you know, a materialist scientist and atheist. So I didn't believe in any of that. So let's just fast forward to um, the, I think it was January 3rd of 2014. It was, I had taken like a week off between Christmas and New Year's. <clears throat> and um, or I should say over that week, you know, between Christmas and New Year's. And I had that day off. At that point, I was living near Boulder, Colorado, and um, decided to I go out for a bike ahead. ride. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you, know, you know what it's like in Colorado in the winter. It can actually yeah. be pretty nice. It can be, certain days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was that day. I think it was like probably like 60 degrees and very dry, you know, when I left on my bike. I went for a bike ride. Uh, I was just going to run errands around town, which is pretty normal. Um mm-hmm for me to do it's very easy for that yeah yeah so it was you know I didn't think anything of it Mm -hmm. um and went out on my bike ride and I didn't even get I probably didn't even make it like a mile from my house um about half a mile three quarters of a mile from my house I went into a traffic circle you know Mm -hmm. roundabout and it was a really challenging they had just put it in. It was very narrow and super and Americans can't do roundabouts. <laughs> it was, it, you know, and it was new. People weren't, ex- they didn't know what to do, you know. Right. Americans um, can't do. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there was no room for me to kind of get out of the way. There was a, there was a guy that was in a Subaru behind me. So I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't really slow down or anything, but but I saw that there was a, a couple of big vehicles, a, one in a big SUV and then a, like a Toyota truck coming in from a road, you know, kind of like from my right. Yeah, feed and me. they, Yeah, they were going to enter the roundabout. And um, so I watched them 
and was trying to like, you know, navigate through this. And that first, the woman in, in the in that first SUV, instead of stopping, she floored it. Oh. And um, she's supposed to stop. Yeah. But she was not paying attention. Turns out she was on her cell phone and texting while she was driving uh, this intersection. So that's really yeah. what was going Especially on. Especially on a roundabout. <laughs> Hello. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, it just, a, I couldn't get out of the way and she ended up hitting me on my right side, um, just dead on in the middle of my bike. Oh. And of course my, my right rib cage. Um, somehow this is the only part that I, that I don't have clear memory of, mm -hmm. um, the bystanders said that I did a flip and ended up on the hood of her vehicle. Now I, re I remember being on the hood of her vehicle. I just don't remember the, the getting you got part. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once I like kind of came to on the hood of her vehicle, I'm like hanging on or trying to hang on as she's driving. And looking at her, stop him she didn't stop. Oh my gosh. She didn't know that she had hit me. And even though you're right at her in her dashboard, like, yeah. yeah, in her windshield. You, oh looking my God. Right, like not even two feet from her. Yeah. Looking yeah. right at her. She didn't see me because she's busy. She had her cell phone like perched on the steering wheel and oh was looking God. down at that and not looking up to see where she was going. Wow. And I could see this, you know, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, tr trying to get her attention. How'd you get her attention? If it, if landing on her car didn't do it. <laughs> I, I didn't get her attention, actually. So she kept driving, and I ended up sliding down the, the hood of her wow. SUV, you know, trying to grab onto something. Right. And um, I couldn't find anything to grab onto. You know, there's nothing to, to grab. And so she, I ended up going off the front, oh. fell off the front, and um, was trying to grab onto, you know, whatever. Anything, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't work. And I hit the pavement shoulder and head first. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I had my helmet on. Um, but I, I could hear... You know, I could hear bones breaking, which is not yeah. a fun sound. Yeah. Um, and uh, my rib cage hit the ground and, you know, the whole thing. And I'm thinking in that split second, she could easily, like, like literally run over me. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But luckily, I was right in between her front wheels. Wow. You know, blessed be I was in between. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But she was in a turn. And so, you know, I'm like doing this calculation in my head. This isn't good. She's in a turn. That means I'm not going to be between her front wheels. I'm yeah. going to be under one of her back ones. And um, I just unconsciously like reached up to try to still grab something or get out of the way or something. Um, and I ended up grabbing her axle kind of like like this with my right my right arm, my right hand. Um, but then I was wearing one of those small bicycling backpacks mm -hmm. and the, the, there's a chest strap like here that, right. that chest strap actually got caught goes across. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just holds the backpack in place. Well, it yeah. got caught on something. Mm -hmm. So here I am hanging on to her car 
or her you know SUV and then my chest strap is like this oh um, god and, holding you up you've got to remember we're on audio <laughs> right yeah so, so yeah and, but she's dragging me around this traffic circle she has no idea that I'm stuck under her vehicle oh, no. right now yeah um and I'm thinking well how far you know like how far is she gonna drive with me like this right um luckily for me the the man that was driving that small truck that was behind her saw what yeah. had happened yeah and um he I I don't exactly know how he did it but he drove around the traffic circle the wrong way wow. to head her off and and like get his truck dead in front of her so that she couldn't keep driving wow um, thank god had, yeah he had done that yeah. who knows yeah she would have kept going and yeah, get I, a much higher speed than a traffic circle right were you right. dragging at that point or were you off the uh, no i was uh, dragging on the uh, ground god yeah so and you know here i am thinking what the heck is yeah I, I i was just trying to survive at that point um but it, there was something funky that happened during this part of of the accident and um at that time i didn't know what this was all about so i'll just kind of talk about it from that standpoint of like you know now i have a better understanding of it but but back then i had no idea so when i hit that pavement I, I basically saw myself in two vantage points. So I was still in, there was a consciousness that was in my body mm -hmm. that was focused on surviving, you know, the accident. And then there was what I would call a higher part of my consciousness that was all of a sudden outside of my body, right? watching the accident from outside. Yeah. And at the time I'm like, what is all you know i have no idea what's going on because nobody's ever taught me about this yeah <laughs> you, you can, you're not supposed to be able to be in two places at once right you know mm -hmm. that that old scientist paradigm but even if you had learned about it i wonder if you could have put it together in that instant and maybe not you know I, it was just so weird to have but yeah. and those two those two parts of my consciousness were so very different uh-huh um that that one that was outside kind of watching everything was very calm and very focused Improved. yeah and very <laughs> very loving at the same time and mm -hmm. very kind and compassionate um and in and, and that 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 me was just telling the other me don't worry it's going to be okay yeah it's it's a tough you know this is really hard right now but don't worry it's going to be okay i'm like the other part of me is like, oh my gosh, it can't yeah. be okay. Panic. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Going back yeah. and forth between the two. And um, so that kind of state of dual, like what I called at that time, dual consciousness lasted mm -hmm. until the paramedics got there, which was a few minutes later. They were really close, luckily. You know, there was a uh, a fire station that was probably about a half a mile away. So they were mm -hmm. there very quickly. Um, when she stopped, did your backpack release and all or? 
the still my back it was still it was still attached to me but it released from whatever it was caught car. on so then yeah. i kind of came down off of whatever was dragging me along mm-hmm. and that's when so she she stopped you know because of that other guy and and then i started to wiggle out from underneath the, the vehicle because <laughs> my my instinct was get up yeah. and run yeah yeah just get out you know, get the <laughs> heck out of there and so i started to like shimmy out how i didn't kill myself at this point i have no idea but i was shimmying out from underneath this vehicle mm-hmm. um, which horrifies me now knowing what injuries i have had um but i shimmied out just enough to get my like my shoulders and head out from under her under the truck mm-hmm. um and and it was at that point this woman runs up from i don't know where um even my my outside self who was still outside right um, didn't see where she came from which huh. was odd because i saw everything else from that vantage point but i didn't see where she came from yeah and so she came up and she was she looked like she was in her late 20s early 30s blonde mm-hmm. um dressed kind of in running clothes or loungewear or something like that and she just put her hands on my shoulders just like this and said don't move i'm a nurse at at the local trauma center um, oh my god that was opportune yeah right <laughs> and um and and so she just said, don't, don't move. You need to just stay where you are and I'll just hang out here with you. I'll stay with you. And it turns out that I, I still don't know where she came from, but the, the man that was in that Subaru that was behind me in the traffic circle was mm-hmm. an, a, an ER doctor <laughs> on his way to wow. work. <laughs> wow. So he was there helping out too, but she was the one that was kind of keeping me calm mm-hmm. and, um, until the paramedics got there. So it was very opportune that I had these two people right right there. Um, So the paramedics got there and when they started, you know, they started with the doctor, they started kind of poking and prodding very Mm -hmm. gently to see what was going on. And it was very- Around your neck, the way you were moving, it's like right to the neck, yeah. Yeah, they went there first and then they kind of tried to, you know, figure out what was going on with my back um and and i was just it was just screaming pain i i've never experienced pain like that before so i'm like thinking "Ooh, this is really bad (laughs) really bad so when they when they started poking and prodding is when my two that those two parts of my consciousness came back together i think because of the pain you know it was just so intense so they got me all stabilized on a backboard and neck brace and stuff and got me to the ER several hours later, you know, I find out exactly what's wrong. Um, it's they, they, they kind of stopped counting how many bones were broken at 24. Wow. Um, wow. And each one of those bones was broken in multiple places. It wasn't just oh like a God. clean break. It was like each yeah. one of them were, Mm-hmm. pretty in pretty bad shape but the the worst was in my neck and back mm-hmm. and and um they were you know the the trauma people at the at the in the er said we have no idea how you're alive you shouldn't be alive right now wow 
but I had, you know, basically, I think it was five, five of my vertebrae in my neck were cracked vertically. Um, and then all the ligaments and tendons in my neck and back were just shot. And then in my lower back, four, four vertebrae were pretty shattered. And then one was just basically gone. It had just shattered and just, and, and, um, I have to say, I have to say that I am able to look at you and you look fine (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, our listeners are listening to this and with what you're telling me, you know, I'm not looking at a woman in a bed with, you know, braces all over. She's sitting up and she looks good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was super lucky on a lot of fronts. Um, very lucky that I had that woman, Mm-hmm. If she hadn't, if she hadn't come and put her hands on my shoulders to hold me down, Do I, I probably, would, I probably would have died on the scene. Wow. Because my neck was just so badly broken. I, I think I would have, the, the, the doctor basically said you would have snapped your neck. Oh, you just trying to move, up. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she, he didn't think that I would have survived getting up, you know, that yeah. would have just done me in. Um, you know, just a lot of things kind of work to my advantage to, mm-hmm. to keep me here. On you were very planet. lucky, except for getting hit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Except for that part. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So she, you know, the, the, the ER, you know, the ER people said, we're going to bring in a, a, a specialist surgeon to take a look at this because most everything else they figured out could could heal up pretty well. I mean, I had a cracked pelvis, a cracked sternum. You know, my clavicle over here was broken. You know, my ribs were in really bad shape. Um, I had a punctured lung. Wow. And um, but but they were really concerned, obviously, about the neck and the back because they were thinking, well, you're going to be in the hospital for six months or more. I'm like. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. Wow. Uh, so they called in a like one of the better surgeons in in Colorado for kind of repairing spinal cord stuff. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I didn't have any paralysis yet. I had a really little bit of of like not really paralysis, but parts of my like my toes and some parts of my back and and my shoulder over here were numb but right. I could still move. So that's amazing were, by itself. Right. Yeah. I had a lot of nerve damage, but it wasn't spinal cord damage yet. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to prevent that. And um, so they called this guy in. He said, well, I think I can fix you up. You know, I think, I think we're going to be good to go. I, I'll, you know, put some hardware in your back. Mm-hmm. to stabilize everything and then you should be able to walk in a couple of days afterward i'm like wow okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah we 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 went in and and did that surgery a few days later which was a monday this uh, this accident happened on a friday mm-hmm. and um they they scheduled the surgery for the following monday and that's when that's during that surgery is when i actually had my big incident. I mean, that first part was relatively, you know, normal. Um, this part I'm really was, surprised you remember what you remember. 
you know, even up to that point. Yeah, I had, um, unfortunately remember everything pretty much. I mean, the only thing I don't remember is how I got on top of the vehicle, you know, that hood. Right, when you flipped, yeah. Yeah. But everything else was crystal clear. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was, it was good that I wasn't unconscious because I probably wouldn't have been able to save myself. You know, I, I, I likely would have just been run over. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a good thing right. that I was conscious, but it also caused some, you know, PTSD. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, so during surgery, I'm not, they're not really sure what happened, but I, I, I died for a little bit on the operating table when they gave me the general anesthetic. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I had. It wasn't really an allergic reaction, but my heart rate just stopped and my right. breathing stopped and my blood pressure went to zero for about two minutes after mm -hmm. they gave me the initial injection of general anesthetic yeah. and whatever other else stuff was in there. Um, but I didn't know that because as I drifted off, in, this was in the operating room, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. So I was already in the OR when they gave me the general and um i drifted off and instead of you know when i i've had surgeries before when you drift off it's kind of just nothingness it's just yeah gray. yeah and then you wake up you know and it's over well i woke up and it was i was outside <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> oh my god they threw me out <laughs> But I was standing and I thought, wait, and something's not right here. I'm outside and I'm standing up. Mm. And I was just flat on a bed in the OR, gonna get, you know. Couldn't move, operating. yeah, tied down. Right, and yeah. um, well, I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? Um, so I'm the first thought, and, and the, now this is really interesting that I was thinking this clearly because normally people who are under any kind of anesthetic, you don't think, and, and I, I didn't don't really, know, because I'm like you, they, you know, they're breathe, you know, all I remember is breathe. And then how do you feel? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there is nothing in between. Thank God. Right. Yeah, so. And that's not what happened to me. And I didn't realize how not normal that was until much later when I talked to some doctors about this. So I'll just tell it kind of as it happened. Um, so I'm standing there, apparently outside, you know, feeling zero pain at all. And I'm in a place that I've never, I don't recognize, you know, it's a very beautiful hilly, like I'm on a hillside up in some mm -hmm. low rolling mountains, um, almost like, almost like the Appalachians maybe, or, or even like Scotland or, or Ireland or something, those rolling yeah. hills and of green, right? Yeah, yeah. Very green, very unlike Colorado at that, yeah. point, at that <laughs> yeah. time. Um, and, and I'm just looking around thinking, okay, well, this is a hallucination. I must, this is cool. If I, if I'm going to be here in this hallucination while I'm in surgery, mm -hmm. because I knew I was in surgery and I'm thinking, well, I guess I must be like in some kind of dream state or something or hallucinating. But you were thinking that much. 
Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that much, uh, which you shouldn't be able to do given the yeah. cocktail of drugs that they gave me. It, you know, if consciousness is produced by the brain, my brain was shut down. Yeah. So I shouldn't be thinking all this stuff. So I'm looking around and I'm and I'm starting to realize just that, like, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't like any surgery I've been in before. Why am I so lucid? Why am I so logical and rational? Why does this seem so real? Why am I out here? <laughs> Why am I out here standing yeah. up? Um, so I'm thinking all of this to myself for, I don't know how long, you know, time didn't really matter in that mm -hmm. state. It, it didn't make any sense to think about time. And all of a sudden it kind of dawned on me, like, I'm looking around at everything and with this, I'm sure, bemused expression on my face. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I died on the operating table. And this is what happens when you die. That's the that's when I finally started to kind of piece together what was going on. Like, oh my gosh, I bet I died. Because nothing else was making any sense. Right. And you felt fine. <laughs> and I felt fine. I'm standing yeah, yeah. up. You know uh, what? We're gonna take a break right okay. here, you know. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about what is it like to be dead. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and we're back with Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. And we're talking, about, we're talking to Nancy Rhines who has literally just died on the operating table when we left and standing outside the building in the place. Well, she's not, she doesn't know she's outside the building. She's outside in a place she's never seen before. So I'll bring Nancy back in to tell us what it's like to, she's starting to realize she might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's an unusual experience, I think, to be able to hear about this, right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm standing around in, in this beautiful landscape and I realize it's, I start to realize about the time I'm thinking, I wonder if I'm dead. Mm -hmm. I start to realize that this place isn't normal, that it isn't, I'm not in a physical place. Yeah. Um, I start to see there's like, the only thing I could say in, in like in English, it's really tough to put all this into English, but what it looked like to me was like energy waves or energy Shimmering. patterns. Yeah, yeah, kind of shimmering through yeah. everything. Um, and everything was really connected by this energy that would flow and change color. And, you know, there were colors that I can't even describe with mm -hmm. that, that we don't have any equivalent in our physical reality that we that we see right now, right. Um, because our eyes are limited um, to what we can experience. But there were things that like colors that I I can't really describe and, mm -hmm. and energy patterns that were going through everything. And, and about that same time, I noticed that energy flowing. I started to feel like waves of love coming from somewhere, which is weird, you know, from that human perspective, like as people, we don't feel, we feel, we feel love in our hearts. We yeah. might, we might get it, you know, an embrace or a hug from someone else, but we don't necessarily, unless you're super in tune with it, you're not feeling love energy coming into you as a human mm -hmm. being from somewhere else. But, but that's what I was feeling was like waves of love and peace coming into my astral body. Cause I knew it wasn't a real body at this point coming into this body that I had. Did you feel calm? You know, I at that point, you realize you're dead. <laughs> I actually was um, really, really calm, surprisingly, g given mm -hmm. what I was going through. It was like, oh, I'm dead. You know, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'm dead. It wasn't like an observation. More like an observation. Yeah. And yeah. then I was kind of waiting for my, my dad, who had died before me, to show up, you know, or somebody that I knew who had predeceased me, I was waiting for a loved one to show up. Mm -hmm. And, and instead what, what I started to think about, well, wait a minute, if I'm dead, why am I here? Because I don't believe in any of this stuff. I was just thinking that because <laughs> you said at the beginning, agnostic, don't believe in this scientist. And, right. and yet here you are waiting for your father to show up. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking, I don't believe in any of this. Why am I here? What's going on? Yeah. And not expecting to be answered, by the way. Um, but I was answered. There was an answer that came kind of just from everywhere. And the the answer was, you know, you are you are part of me, you're my child. And that's really the best English I can come up with. It that wasn't really the best wording, but Mm -hmm. It was basically saying, you are a part of me or a part of us. Welcome home. This is your home. Wow. And as soon as I heard that and I felt it kind of in my heart area, I knew, I remember, oh my gosh, that's true. That whole thing on earth. Yeah. That wasn't my ultimate reality. This is, you yeah. know, it was, it was real for a time but it wasn't my home. It wasn't my home reality. This, this was, mm -hmm. and it just came to me like in this flash of, of memory almost. 
and and I started weeping or what I thought was weeping, you know, I don't know how an astral body weeps, but yeah. I was, you know, <laughs> it felt like that. Yeah. It felt like it. And um it was just so beautiful. It wasn't that I was afraid or anything. It was just so beautiful and I felt so good to be home finally that I I couldn't I couldn't hold it in anymore. And within I don't know moments i again time doesn't really matter over there yeah uh, uh, there was a female figure that came kind of from out of nowhere almost and um she wanted to she said she was going to help me and be my teacher and help me learn what i needed to learn so that when i went back to my life on earth i could make it i could make it better and help people you know basically that's what it was all about all right. First, I have to ask you, did she look like you, let's say? Did, was she dressed in jeans and, you know, a blouse or what, did she look like an angel or? or it was. No. Yeah, was I'll be very scientific. Yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be kind of scientific about it because I was actually trying not to put a, a label on what she was mm -hmm. at that point. And I'm I'm pushing you to. <laughs> yeah, she was. um she seemed taller than me, but not super tall. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm five foot three, yeah. and and she seemed like she would be maybe five eight, five nine ish <laughs> in that range. Um, and she was where it looked like she was not completely physical. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I were to look down at my hands in that form. I looked kind of physical, like I wasn't be, I wasn't able to see through myself. I yeah. could sort of see through her a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but she was, it looked to me like she was, she was slender um, and glowing all like this, or the silver glow, not white, but silver. It was very mm -hmm. silvery metallic glow about her, not colored, but just silver and her what what passed for clothing looked like you know drapey like a drapey linen or the flowy thing very flowy <laughs> yeah, yeah like like a flowy top and a flowy skirt mm -hmm. um nothing very distinctive almost like you know like eileen fisher the, oh, that yeah okay you know, very flowy and boxy <laughs> yeah. um and she had long dark hair mm -hmm. that probably would go down to the middle of her back or so and it was slightly wavy but i couldn't see skin and so it it, it was like unimportant that, mm -hmm. that she had skin or that she had a color to her skin um I, so i couldn't really see anything in, in relation to her skin and the real funky thing the whole time I was with her, I was not able to get a clear view of her face. Yeah. So I could see a general outline of of a face, but it was always blurry. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't quite capture detailed view of what her facial features look like. And that drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole time I was there, I really was trying hard. I thought, well, am I not focusing right? Mm -hmm. Why Do can't I, I see you? 
Yeah. So she she didn't. It wasn't important apparently that I see her face. That I it it just wasn't important. Although it was a little bit creepy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's I knew. Still calming, right? Still yeah, very calming. Yeah. She was very calm and peaceful and loving, and she didn't claim to be anybody mm-hmm. um, except my teacher. Right. And 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 so she taught me a lot of different things during the time I was with her. Um, what did she teach you? She taught uh, just a lot of the basics that that I I wasn't taught, you know, mm-hmm. because I'd been an atheist for so long. Um, the the nature of divine love, for example, or how we're all connected to each other on this planet and also to the spiritual realm via that energy of love and and divine it's like divine connection really mm-hmm. and we're all kind of swimming in the sea of of divine energy that's connecting us all even though we're individual people or individual consciousness at some level we're also connected and part of a, a grander it's whole. what i call you've heard that then you're the drop in the ocean i great you're the drop and the ocean exactly <laughs> you know so you're both individual and part of yeah yeah and that, that was weird like to be able to experience that because i got to experience it it wasn't just a an intellectual teaching it was a and i was gonna ask were there words or was it like a telepathy or just it, a knowingness becoming from her it was it was mostly what i call beyond telepathy it was telepathy and feeling and and uh, uh like viewpoints um mm-hmm. i could experience her view of things like her intellect her feelings her past experiences at the same time that that i was getting taught all of these concepts it was very multi-dimensional really learning yeah and and not only so you could feel you could know her experiences yeah had she been on earth before or had she been a human yeah she had had some some incarnations wow before and um, they were long you know in our timeline very long ago but she had had some experience as a human being so so she had knowledge of what it was like you know to be here on this planet Mm -hmm. um and and had that compassion for how challenging it can be (laughs) yeah and to be in the spot you're in where you know you there's still a body sitting there and yeah you're not quite quite her yet (laughs) yeah so you're in this in-between state so she spent a lot of time really teaching about love related concepts like gratitude is is a form of love what that means mm-hmm. um what that really means not just saying thank you but like the the deeper parts of gratitude and how important right. that is um how we're all connected but but also just the importance of everything we do and say on a daily basis and and i didn't want to hear this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I was also allowed to experience it during my life review. Now, not everybody has them. And at the time, I had no idea what this was. So I didn't yeah. have that term life review in my head. Um, 
but but she took me to a what looked like a place it mm -hmm. wasn't really a place but it, like we experienced it but she took me to what looked like a pond and on the surface of this pond um were all kinds of like little almost like a almost like little videos of different points in my life where i had interacted with someone mm -hmm. And this was my life review laid out, you know, kind of laid out in front of me on the surface of this pond. And when I would focus on one of these videos with my eyes, I was then all of a sudden sucked into that experience all over again and, and reliving it from being inside of that viewpoint again. But the, the interesting thing is not only was I experiencing that event from my perspective as Nancy, Mm -hmm. I was also experiencing it from the point of view of the other person that I was interacting with or the other people, you know, yeah. so if it was more than one, I was kind of in their heads mm -hmm. and in their hearts at the same time I was in mine, which was kind of a freaky experience to be in both yeah. sides both of you that. At the same and them. Yeah. Yeah. And what that allowed me to do was learn very viscerally what it felt like to be on the receiving end of a good deed, you know, a uh, uh, loving intention, kindness, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then on the, on the other end of me being kind of, you know, nasty to somebody right. and what that what about, felt like. What about the times, I've always wondered about this. <clears throat> what mm -hmm. about the times that we're just unaware? We'll say something, the other person is hurt by it, but we're totally unaware. Right. That, that that is we we meant no harm. We didn't even think about it. Right. You know, yep. it's you know, we've yeah. In, yeah. unintentionally um, hurt someone in, in some way or made them feel bad or something or disregarded right. them. Yeah. And, and that was that was one of the things that they that I was shown was one event like that where I had very mm -hmm. unintentionally caused not not physical harm but you know said somebody something feel that bad yeah made somebody feel bad and the whole purpose of this wasn't to make me feel bad about having done that it was to raise my consciousness to this point where i was more aware of every moment in my day so that i wouldn't do that again unawares mm -hmm. it was a it was a learning tool to become more aware of what you say and do on a daily basis, because most of us, and I, I was certainly that way at that point, went through my life almost like a sleepwalker, you know, right. in a lot of my and Most of us do. And in a way, yeah. you have to, you know, because there's so much of what we do that's automatic. If we had to think about every step we took, we we might make it to coffee, but not much past that. <laughs> yeah, and the and the point of all of this was to raise my level of awareness in any interaction I had with people. Not like walking down the street necessarily, although I am more aware of even just that now. <clears throat> so I am thinking more, you know, every moment of every day. But certainly in my interactions with people. Um, and with the environment, with animals too, not just people, but in my, in my interactions, I'm much more 
conscious and, and aware of how I am interacting with that person and not going to that unconscious state anymore. Right. Uh, and that's really of people in your life at all times. Yeah. yeah and, and, the, and it really raised just having that experience of being on the other side of me, you know, being on the receiving mm -hmm. end of me helped yeah. me realize how important those interactions are to, to remain as conscious as possible. Now, you've mentioned animals. Could you feel animals? You know, in that, when I was there, I, I knew that we were all connected, animals, humans, plants, rocks, the whole thing. It was all, there was no, there was no disconnect. Mm -hmm. Although I wasn't surrounded by, you know, I didn't have this vision of being surrounded by animals, but I knew that it was all part of that same whole. Yeah, so one of those little videos wasn't with an animal. He didn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall one that mm -hmm. that was stand out. Although there was a lot of stuff about the environment in general, you mm -hmm. know, and caring for the environment that we're yeah. in down here, and how important that is just for our survival, you know. Right. And, right. and our um, continued. Yeah. Could health. you feel the earth then, or was it about your our survival? It was it was multi-layered. It was there were, the first concern was really about our survival. And then after that, it was about the <clears> earth <throat> and and about, <clears throat> you know, our interactions across the whole planet. Um, and and it's not that the not necessarily that the earth itself was. Hurting. It was that we are hurting the environment on top of the earth, right? So yeah. this envelope of life that we have on top of the planet, which is just on the bare surface of the planet, mm -hmm. that's what we're really hurting. Um, it, so we're in Colorado. Do you water or not water? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, I yeah. mean... Try the plants not need the lawn needs watering, but should you have a lawn that needs? You know, I mean, it's yeah. like wow, it's all confusing. Yeah, get rid of the lawn. You know, that's what I came back with is just a really changed view of of all of that. Now I'm living in Arizona now, so it's even mm -hmm. more more important. Right. Um, I don't have a lawn here in Tucson. We don't have lawns mm -hmm. for the most part. A few people do, but yeah. We just don't do that. And, um, you know, we have native plants that survive pretty well, you know, in, in mm -hmm. these conditions. That are natural then. Yeah. yeah and, and that works. It's also a lot cheaper too. You know, you don't yeah. want to get the water bill at the end of the month. I know. <laughs> so, you know, those were some of the things that, that, you know, she was trying to teach me. Um, and, and then against my wishes at that point, I was sent back here to my life on earth and I didn't want did to you ever back. get a, a vote. I mean, did it, was it understood right at the beginning from the moment she approached you? Oh no, you're going back. Yeah, you're, there, you know, there was, it was a done deal that I wasn't going to stay there. Yeah. You know, that I was coming back here. I, I didn't really like that. I wanted to stay there right? and I was trying to figure out a way to stay there, but <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so I was sent back here. But apparently I had agreed to that before 
I came into life. So I had mm -hmm. agreed to it, you know, pre-birth. So, right. you know, after a while, after being back here a while, and I real I remembered that part of it, I was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. I, I can't blame them for sending me back because I, I told them that's what I wanted. So <laughs> right. Yeah. You'll stop and visit and then go back. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, did it but, change your life? Well, it certainly made me a lot more peaceful and loving mm -hmm. and very conscious of my interactions with others. That, yeah, um, that's what we were saying. Yeah, and that's to me, because I am, I'll, I'll go through life unconscious. A lot of people don't know do. how not to. In yeah, a way, it, you know? it takes work. Yeah, you know, it, it took work for me to get to that point where I was very like like Eckhart Tolle talks about being in the now moment. Mm -hmm. It took me a while after I came back to really predictively be there on a daily basis. And even still, I practice that every day yeah. and, and do some work on, you know, solidifying that in my life. Um, I would say I'm, um, I'm it's not that I'm fearless and, a, and a, um, you know, a daredevil or anything, but I don't have that fear that people typically have anymore. So that that fear of death is gone, which it's amazing how much that fear of death clouds people's lives. Right. Right. I, I just don't. I I don't have it. It's gone. I I can't even say that I push it to the side. It's just not yeah. there anymore. So there's no PTSD <laughs> from that accident at all. Not no. 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 Wow. Yeah. No. Even though, and and the funky thing is that it took. I, I healed up very quickly and I was back could could have you know I was back hiking pretty quickly after right. all of this um I healed up I want to say it was like four and a half weeks where they took all oh the my God. Off. and they're telling you six months yeah yeah and it do was, you think that was because of your visit to the other side I okay. think it was in part yeah because you know you get you get that dose of divine energy you know that yeah it, it not it, it wasn't just what I was taught. It was just being dosed with that that influx of energy. Yeah, um, that vibration. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. It just changed everything. You know, it wow. healed quickly. Other other experiencers will say the same thing. They've there's been some really incredible healings, mm -hmm. uh, physical healings as a result of these near death experiences. Um, so it's not it wasn't just me. I've I've talked to many people who have had stuff like that happen. Yeah. Now, while while you're back, you know, while you're on this side, um, can you commune with any, you know, like with that woman or um, I know in your book, you say we are never alone. Right. You know? Yeah, I can. I can. Um, and I, I worked really hard to maintain that contact with her because I didn't want to lose it. Right. Um, and. It's not that I'm like, you know, talking to the dead or something, but but I do have that strong connection to her and my other spirit guides mm -hmm. who I now know are, you know, right there for me. And and I I can get a little bit of info um, from them if I need it and if I want it. Um, but I try to do you know, I try to do a lot of stuff on my own because that's really where the learning is that I need to do what that mm -hmm. I need to do is. I need to, I can't rely on them for everything. Yeah. So I need to figure this place out on my own. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But they're there. And, and I've been in some spots where 
uh, I've had a decision to make and I really just had no clarity at all as to what uh -huh. to do. And I called on them for just some clarity. You know, what can you, what can you show me about the situation that I need to see right now? And what I, did I they show you and how did they show it to you? Yeah. So one of them was, um, I'll just give one example. Um, Gotta be quick. Actually, I just looked at the timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was one time I was going to do a, a business deal with someone. Um, mm -hmm. And, and we, you know, this, this person and I were talking about it and it was starting to feel really like not a good deal for me. Right. And then this person said something about, you know, the finances and I could almost hear audibly all of my guides at once yelling, no. Oh, wow. No, it was yeah. this, I, I looked around thinking, well, this guy's going to hear it. Like, how could he not hear <laughs> oh, this? It was that loud. Huh? <laughs> it was that loud. <laughs> and it came yeah. like from all around me. No. Yeah. And so yeah. I politely said, oh, I, I don't think this is the deal for me. So let's yeah. just walk away. And it turned out that was the best thing I could have done. So it yeah. would have been really bad for me to, to take that business deal. So that's one example right there. Right. I want to ask very quick, and then I, I want to make sure everybody know. well, we've got to go into how to get hold of you. I can't ask my question. <laughs> how can we get hold of you and tell us about your book and where we can get your book? Yeah, so the, the book that I was talking about today is called Awakenings from the Light. And the easiest way to get it is on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Right. Um, and you can get more information about me on my website, nancyryans.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-R-Y-N-E-S.com. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on. And um, this is Barb Crowley again of View Through the Veil. And you can email me at viewthroughtheveil.com. No, at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Thank you so much, Barb. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.